This is Ricky J. Mark, co-host of the Stick to Sports podcast, along with Chris Kaufman, a sports podcast that isn't. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, coronavirus, uh, scheduling, all that other stuff. There's a lot happening right now. So in the meantime, uh, I went ahead and put together a sneak preview for you, the listener, uh, to uh, remain a little bit uh, entertained in the meantime. To give you an idea of uh, some of the conversations that we're going to be having. Uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the sneak preview, and we are looking forward to getting you the long-awaited episode one of Stick to Sports. So, all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Stick to Sports, the sports podcast that isn't broadcasting live from Paris, France. My name is Ricky J. Mark, and I will be your host on this adventure today. For those of you that are new to the show, Stick to Sports is a sports podcast that isn't. You might have heard that before. That's the joke, folks. This isn't a sports podcast. In this day and age, one would be kidding themselves if they thought they could avoid politics. That's what this show is about. You might not want to care about politics because of all of the bickering, lies, cynicism, and overt hatred that we see now, but the truth is that politics is wherever you are. Whenever you go to work, there's a good chance you're going to get a paycheck every few weeks. Your employer cares about politics because that essentially what determines the minimum wage. When you get sick and you can't go to work, Politics is what resulted in whether or not you belong to a union and therefore have access to benefits like paid leave or workers' comp. Now, if you ever lose your job, politics is what decides whether you have enough unemployment insurance to stay afloat while you look for another job. Now, given that Five Reasons Sports is a Miami-based media network, there's a good chance that you're listening to this from South Florida or just Florida, the United States, or North America. Paid leave, unemployment insurance, and even health care are all the result of political activity throughout the years. Now, take the issue of health care in America. As things currently stand, the United States is the only industrialized nation in the world that doesn't guarantee universal health care to its citizens. France has it. The United Kingdom has it. The European Union has it. Many Latin American countries have it. Medicare for All is currently being debated right now in the Democratic primary, and this directly involves the healthcare crisis Americans are facing both before, during, and after the coronavirus epidemic. Now, we're reading reports left and right about coronavirus testing and how much it costs for uninsured Americans anywhere between $1,100 and $3,000. This is, this is not fake news, I assure you. Now, I don't know about you, but... The average American does not have that much money lying around to test for the virus, especially with a family of three or more. So Americans, thanks to a system that isn't covered by the government like literally everywhere else, are either unable or unwilling to get tested for the virus, instead continuing about their business in the dark, without any idea that they might be spreading this to people around them. And believe me, it is spreading and rapidly. Now. CNN reported that on March 6th, there were about 331 reported cases in the United States. 
as of March 17th, 11 days later, that number has rocketed up to 4,462. Yeah, and believe me, it's it's gonna keep rising. Now, while we're recording this from our studio here in Paris, France, I'm originally from South Florida by way of Brooklyn, New York. Florida is known for its substantial elderly population. This can be catastrophic coronavirus, as so many of the epidemic's casualties have involved those either already sick with compromised immune systems as a result of an existing ailment or of old age. Now, here's the thing. We can afford to make sure everyone in the United States is covered under a healthcare system. America, after all, is the richest country in the world. But we will, okay, we'll table that for a little bit. We'll discuss Medicare for All in further detail. After all, it's a political issue as well as a general welfare issue. And since politics affects our daily lives, we'll, we'll definitely be covering it on this show. So yeah, normally you might not want to care about politics, but I assure you that your employer, your landlord, and your health insurance provider definitely does, along with everyone else that has a controlling influence on your life. Politics matter, and the hope is that with this series, we're going to be able to make a compelling enough reason for you to care about it. So come join us for the ride, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm going to say something potentially controversial. So hold on to your headphones. The concept of a billionaire is both absurd and shouldn't exist. There is far too much wealth pooled among the 1% of society, while so many human beings, American or not, starve because they barely have enough to get by. There is a fundamental problem with a system that allows the rich to get richer on the backs of exploited labor. No billionaire in America became that way without underpaying and exploiting labor of some sort. When Bill Gates, one of America's most recognizable billionaires, attained his immense wealth, he did it through the shrewd monopolizing of the industry, essentially forcing us to buy his product. Small business owners in America, the real small business owners, not Monsanto or some of these huge farming corporations, are the ones earning whatever they earn through hard work, not these billionaire CEOs. Entertainers, like musicians, actors, and athletes, there's that sports reference, did not magically dribble a basketball and then encounter immense wealth. Truth be told, that money flowed into their bank accounts through billionaire owners, film studios, and record executives, who themselves were able to gain their wealth, either directly or indirectly, through the exploitation of labor in other departments within their respective business ventures. Thousands of comedians like Paul Taylor or Fahri here in Europe, the late great Bernie Mac or Dave Chappelle in the US, and others everywhere else. They do tours all around. 
They don't become billionaires and mega millionaires just like that. These people are all very, very talented and pretty funny. But only a select few become multimillionaires or billionaires as a result. Economic injustice remains unaddressed in America and beyond, and it doesn't stop here. Combine this with the fact that many right-wing and neoliberal governments in the United States have spent the better part of the last 45 years cutting taxes for the wealthy and creating tax loopholes for them. And it's no wonder they've been able to hoard so much wealth at the top of the economic ladder while the rest of America and beyond, working class and poor alike, starves by comparison. America is on the verge of an enormous stimulus package as a result of the global pandemic, as I'm sure many of you have uh, likely heard. Now suddenly, we have the money to spend to bail out American airline companies. Doesn't anybody find that strange, at the very least? The myth of a benevolent billionaire has been perpetuated since the 1980s, when excess wealth became, as one would call, chic as so many of us could live vicariously through them while themselves uh, struggling to pay the bills, the rent, and rising healthcare premiums. It's not an accident that the United States has the most billionaires in the world. We've never had to substantially rebuild after a modern war on our soil, and U.S. foreign policy has expanded the American neocolonial empire throughout the world sucking whole nations dry for their resources in the infallible name of capitalism masquerading as democracy. What's impressive, well, at least from a cynical standpoint, is that the United States has managed to accomplish all of this in just under 250 years. Whereas the Roman Empire, the, the same one you read about in history books, required multiple centuries to accomplish what they did. It's fair to say that in more ways than one, we are the new Rome. In the US, the aristocracy managed to keep the people entertained and distracted from their increasingly dire conditions through entertainment and social media bickering. So as a result, major investments will flow through those respective fields. Entertainers, as their collective wealth continues to expand, are able to keep the people satiated while occasionally dipping their toes into activism, while oligarchs above them continue to sign their checks every month. In a way, it's why so-called liberal-leaning celebrities never actually go too far to support substantial systemic change, because the fear is that their socioeconomic privilege would then be called into question. Many of them have no desire to return to a, what one might say, a proletarian existence after having tasted the golden honey of success. Now, anybody will tell you that the industry has shown itself to be an unstoppable machine, canceling and rendering you irrelevant if you step out of line, uh, controlling the narrative to make you essentially radioactive to anyone willing to do business with you. So, billionaires shouldn't exist. We need to take money out of politics. We know what the problem is. What we need to do now is to develop a plan to fix it. And there are a few good ones out there. I'd like to say that despite all of the doomsaying and all of that other stuff, 
I think we're heading in the right direction, if not overtly. This has been a sneak preview of Stick to Sports, a sports podcast that isn't. I am Ricky J. Mark. You are more than welcome to continue the conversation with me on social media at Ricky J. Mark. And as always, it's been a pleasure. And we look forward to our official launch with my co-host Chris Kaufman very soon. Streaming everywhere you find your podcast. So, until next time.